0: Welcome to reality of faith and wisdom podcast number four. I am so excited and we have a guest by the name Valerie Peterson. I am so excited. It's an honor. Thank you for answering the call and saying yes, even though it was a short notice.
1: Well, I'm honored to be here today. I'm excited. Yes. Thank
0: you. Before I'll tell you all the, not all, but some of the life story and what she does. Let me just set the foundation for this podcast. First of all, this podcast is all about faith and life's wisdom because faith and wisdom, understanding and knowledge of life is found on only one foundation and that is Jesus Christ. I used to believe, I was in music industry for uh, over a decade, I used to believe that I have to somehow blend in with the world in order to reach the world. I have to, uh, we call it, we need to cross over into the mainstream. And we were so focused, we were so focused on crossing over that we were that our focus were not really on our gifting and what we've done sometimes and what what God gave us and so this podcast I want to be real I want to be raw I want to be relevant there's going to be no filters of Christianity or anything else because I want to get to the pro problem because today we're going to be talking about the process of healing now I truly believe I truly believe that in Jesus, you can find healing, freedom, understanding, wisdom, joy, peace, hope, future, eternity, identity, security, and protection. Everything. And process of healing, I believe, because we got a pro here, so we, we will let the pro speak, but the process of healing, it, it, it's found in the step. We call it process. It's in the steps. It's in, it's in consistency. And that process is not just spiritual, not just mental, emotional, but it it, it kind of it goes. It, it's it's a step by step. It, it flows from one thing to another. It maybe starts starts emotionally, but when you start choosing some healthy things, then it it, it will go to physical, and then it will go to spiritual, even financial. Now, mm, Valerie,
1: that's powerful.
0: Amen. I'm gonna just read your bio because you have such a there's so much experience. There's so much life experience. And 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 this is important. I want you to listen what she does because she might be the person that will help you initiate the process of healing in your life. Now, Valerie Peterson is licensed and mental health counselor in the state of Florida she's also certified clinic, uh, clinical and mental health counselor and uh, and a national board certified counselor. Valerie Peterson, her bachelor's degree in social work, in, uh, work, work from Ashland University. And her master's degree is in pastoral. It's, ah, oh, wow. In pastoral psychology and counseling from Ashland Theology the- Theological Seminary. She is currently in private practice in Destin. So for those people who live in Destin, she's here in Destin. Counseling and Destin Counseling Center. Now, in in here locally, if you're in Florida, that's that's where De- Destin is in state of Florida, uh, where she specializes in issue men and women face, marriage, family issue, and even addiction. I mean, all, all of it. Valerie's also licensed therapist on staff with Canaan Recovery Foundation.
1: Yeah, Path of Grace. Path yeah. of
0: Grace. Yes, mm-hmm. where she works with women woman dealing with drugs and alcohol addictions so you have a lot of experience and i want to right away i want to start with tell us your story how, first of all uh, how did you even get to this point because <laughs> we have enough problems in in our life and sometimes i want to avoid my own issues i want to forget him i want to lord save me heal me i'm out but not only that not only your your um I mean, we all have our issues, but you're constantly listening to the people and their problems, their issues all the time. It's like people puking on you all the time. I mean, <laughs> how do you wake up energized? Like, I'm going to go listen to people tell me all these
1: problems and I'm going to just help them. So- oh, you crack me up. You know, it, I have to share with you, I was driving down the road, this was several years ago with my son, and he goes, how do you do what you do? Uh huh. And I said, well... It must be a call because by the end of my day, not always, but I'm energized because I feel like I am fulfilling my call on my life. Mean, I can't explain it. Yes. But I look at people that are accountants or attorneys and I'm like, how do you do what you do? Yeah. Or full-time ministry, you know, bringing a, a congregation forth. How do you do what you do? It's definitely a call. I go to Jeremiah five. Before I knit you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you. Mm-hmm. So... I look at my life and I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but I remember during my middle school and high school years, women would, you know, friends would come to me and share with me their burdens and their hurts and what they were walking through. And I think I wasn't even a believer, but God was training me up. Yeah. In the call that he had for me. And I think I learned then how important keeping things in confidence were, mm. Yuri. So anyway, I look back, you know, and I thought about that. I do want to share a little bit about my testimony. I did not grow up in a Christian home. It was a loving home, mm. but not a Christian home. We went to church here and there, but it was not. Um, I didn't learn about Christ. People planted mm. seeds. Yay. But it took getting to college, Yuri, that I had this There was a supernatural drawing Mm -hmm. that I was hungry. I was recognizing there has to be something more in life than than this, just this. Mm -hmm. So, sure enough, I was a sorority girl. I didn't even know there was a campus ministry on campus. And sure enough, these two gals said, Will you come with us Uh to the campus ministry? So I went with them. And by the end of the night, I said, All right, ladies. What do you all have that I don't? That night, they led me to the Lord, my junior year so, in college. So let
0: me stop you here. Yeah. They didn't really even witness to you, or as nope. I call it, shove Jesus in your face. No. Nope. They were just there. They and just, you saw something different in their life.
1: Well, just. They, they just, it was like, a, um, you know, they sat around and they sang songs and there was a minister preaching, you know. But I saw that they had some, God was trying me. Amen. And it was so touching that... I'm speaking to somebody that they took the risk in reaching out to a girl that they may not have had anything in common with. And look at, I walked out of that chapel a different person. I'll mm. never forget it. I'll never forget it. Totally changed my life. Can I, you want to ask yeah, me a yeah, question? Yeah, no, no, All right. no, no, no. So I go into my senior year in college. I'm growing in Christ. I graduate. Mm-hmm. And right after graduation, Yuri, my mom and dad, who had a very stable marriage from appearances... Suddenly we're separating mm. and I was engaged to be married and I knew that they were going through separation. Yes. Wow. And I knew that th- this guy was not God's best. And it was a very painful time because I did love him, but I broke off the engagement. We were only a few months away from getting married. I bring that up. I had a mask on. I was in such I had a, such a broken heart. And I was in such pain. But interesting enough, I got to share with you, I start my master's program. Mm -hmm. First day of class, we're all sitting in the class. And the psychologist, coming from a Christian perspective, said, you cannot bring anyone further than you've come yourself. Y'all are going to be in two years of group group psychotherapy. You're going to watch the psychologist run the group, but you're going to be dealing with your own issues. Best thing that could ever happen to me. And I've hung on to that statement we cannot bring anyone further than we've come then ourselves. We've got, wow. We cannot bring our children, Yuri, any further than we've come ourselves. Amen?
0: Yeah. That's why it's so important to not just talk to talk, but walk the walk.
1: I mean, we can't change our kids until they see change in us. Oh, That's good. Wow. That good. Okay. All right. And what do we do? We tend to move towards as mm-hmm. human beings, towards what we saw growing up. So shouldn't that be a stirring in us? Father God, do what you want to do in me so I can be the parent that you're calling me, calling me to be. Think about, you know, the, in Deuteronomy, the sins of the forefathers in the mental health field, we call it. It can be patterns of behaviors that are handed down generation to generation. Mm. We can be a generation changer can't we
0: amen amen and i I, so but your story is not ending there now now how did you how did you come to how did you find your calling because i want people to hear it because it's even though we're going to talk about healing more but how did you get to this point you know what not only i'm going to be i'm going to be whole and healed and i'm going to be representing jesus with my life but i'm going to help others
1: you know i've got to be honest with you I, i kept on switching Careers. I wanted to be a dean of students on the college I, campus. I did too.
0: Many times, so th- and that, that 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 can be part of it. That's, yeah. Yes.
1: But ultimately, if you know, as I became a believer my junior year in college, and I got a hold of Psalm thirty-seven, the steps of the righteous were righteous because of what He did on the cross for us, are ordered by the Lord. And if I and I I, I started seeking Him, what is my call? So then it was going on for my, ma- I went out in the field and I worked at a private psychiatric center in Syracuse, New York for a year. Mm. And I knew, and the doctor, the psychiatrist I was working with really encouraged me, Val, go back for your master's. He, so those people around you that speak into your life, that see your call, use them. Do you, does that make sense? Amen. Use yes, them. And but and he God, was yes. dir- definitely directing my steps for the call. And, and yes,
0: Wow. Now, I'm going to go back to what you said, because this is in, in my notes, as a matter of fact. You said the sins of our fathers and the patterns, and we eventually we go back to that, right? In my 30s, I started to walk, talk, make decisions, even... Uh, make some bad decisions, just like my dad. I'm like, oh, that's my dad. (laughs) That's my dad. dad." I'm like, I don't want to be like my dad, but I'm becoming like my dad. The good, the bad, the ugly, every single thing. Now, John the Baptist came to prepare the way for Jesus. Now we have freedom because of Jesus. And John the Baptist was preaching repentance of sin, right? You said the sins of the father. In Proverbs chapter three, verse seven and eight, I'm going to read this. Don't be... impressed with your own wisdom especially man, we tend to we can be fixers i can let me fix you don't be impressed with your own wisdom instead fear the lord and turn away from evil then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones Psalms in, in, in this in, in this verse it says the first step is turn away from evil first step is turning away That's mental. That's 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 in the thought realm. That's in your heart You have to turn away from from evil before healing takes place Now in psalm 103 it says he forgives all my sins Love And heals my disease so
1: the benefit package right Yeah, so, so it's not it,
0: and, 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 and let me just continue a little bit more and remember jesus said to uh, uh to one of the uh, i forgot the, the story oh my gosh when he says uh he says uh your sins are forgiven and how and everybody's like how can you say the sins are forgiven and he says what's easier to say get up and walk or your sins are forgiven right so sins are the first thing the first thing that we have to realize our faults our patterns of the father so why Jesus and why the Bible focuses on on the sins first and then healing? Why not just Valerie? Just I want to be healed. Then we we'll talk about the sins. I want you to to to, to touch on that.
1: You know, I I want to. As you were talking, I was thinking about a minister that a couple years ago, and I wrote it in my journal so powerfully. Said we've got to wean off self reliance and lean in to reliance on Him. If we don't acknowledge our sin and mm-hmm. say you've got to change me from the inside out. You've got to heal me. We can't do it on our own. you no, Do you hear no, what I'm saying? No, yes. We've yes. got to lean into him. So keep going.
0: But some, some people as a pastor, some people want healing first. They want, I just want to be whole heal. And then they focus on, okay, then we'll talk about sins, but Bible calls us First, it's sense. First, it's realizing where you are, understanding where you are. And, and, that, that's, and that's what you do. When people come to you, you probably, I mean, first to help them realize, hold on a second, let me show you where your problem is. Isn't is that? What,
1: Bottom line, though, I don't know if you agree with me. No, until don't. we acknowledge, <laughs> until we acknowledge and say, father, friend, mentor, mm-hmm. minister, this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing. Amen. Agreed, we, can't, we cannot yes. grow and change. You know, I remember the point because in my early twenties, when I started my master's mm-hmm. program, I, I was a mess. I mm. really, I was in such pain well, we concerning, all. concerning my, you know, mom and dad splitting and breaking off this engagement, that, you know, I had, I was dealing with an eating disorder, mm. and I, I just remember. The point that I, I can remember to this day that I said, Father, I can't do this alone. There's no way. I was trying on my own to make changes concerning my addiction, my eating disorder. Couldn't do it alone, Yuri. I had to wean off self reliance and I had to say, Forgive me, help me. And, it, and you know, you got to admit, what happens in our life. Doesn't happen overnight. And healing and restoration is a process. It's not an event.
0: It's, pro- Amen, Amen. And I love that you touched on that because uh, I think even Smith Wigglesworth said that in church we never talk about eating disorder. We never, we never, we never, 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 talk about that. That's uh, if you have an eating disorder, I'll invite you over and give you some more food. You know. So it's I love the raw, and that's what you, that's what you battled with. But, but man. Sometimes we think, oh, no, it's just the, it's just the alcohol. It's just the drugs. Oh,
1: we can be addicted to so many things, right? It, 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 can,
0: it can be self-image. It can be other things. It can, TV. Yeah. Sleep.
1: Yeah. Pornography. Absolutely. Gambling. I mean, Absolutely. we can go, you and I could go on and on. But for me, my addiction to food, it was I, I was struggling with bulimia, mm. is, was definitely, um, it numbed my pain temporarily.
0: Wow. wow.
1: Any addiction numbs our pain. But it keeps us stuck and God wants to heal us. When I call out to him in my 20s, he started healing me. And then I was in group psychotherapy that, you know, I'm just so thankful. I look back it. I dreaded it at first because I had that mask on. But the healing that came that took place in those two years, I, I so admire the program I went through, the seminary I went through. They knew, but knew, but knew. Every single person in this program needs healing. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. In Isaiah ch- uh, chapter six, verse 10, it says that way and talks about the hardening of the heart, the, the, they, their hearts will be hardened. They will not see with their eyes, nor hear with their ears, nor understand with their hearts and turn to me for healing. So seeing, hearing, understanding comes first. They have to. That that's the process of. That's what I saw as a preacher. So now, now my question to you is: How does the process of healing look like? As as a, a, maybe not from a pastoral perspective, but from a counseling perspective. If con- if I come to you, what what's the first step steps I need to do? I, I, w- I want you to share that with you.
1: Well, once again, acknowledging the area that ha- that God that you have to bring before him to say, I need to heal and I need to change. That's the first step. You know, I look at, and I was actually talking to your lovely wife, Victoria, about Mm -hmm. this, that it's amazing how there's such power in just talking something through. There's a verse in Galatians one that says, some things are taught, but some things have to be revealed. And Yuri, I pray before each session that when someone or a couple or a family comes in, Just talking things through, the light bulb goes on and says, I don't need to do this anymore. But it is a process, you know, what's an important part from my perspective of that process is it's called cognitive restructuring. If we can help someone in the mental health field change their thinking, their thinking. Our thinking affects how we feel, how we feel affects how we see the, ourselves and the world around us. So it all starts you know, right up here. You know, I look at in the mental health field in the 60s, there's two psychologists that came up with cognitive behavioral therapy. Well, the crack up is our heavenly father in the word of God talks about our thinking over all the time. and
0: As over. men thinketh, so is he.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Whatever is true, right, just, pure, lovely, what's excellent praise, think on these things. Think about in Romans 12 too. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, in a moment's time, you and I can be transformed. So, to help an individual look at their ungodly thoughts, yes, which they may have had from early you know Some childhood, childhood,
0: yeah. Uh-huh
1: and what their replacement thought can be. Now, as believers, it's powerful to have a a scripture verse as replacement thought. So I have sheets and homework that that I give to really take steps for healing. You know, it takes 21 days to achieve a habit. If we can help a person, as a therapist, start being transformed by the renewing of their mind, you know, it's kind of like, here's the brain. And here's the rest of the person, where the brain leads, the rest of us follows. Yuri. Yeah,
0: and Krav Maga. I go to uh, fighting self defense called Krav Maga. Israeli self defense. They 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 have the saying where where the head is, where head falls, the body follows. So if you grab somebody's head, <laughs> the body goes the same direction. It, it's it's the same same thing.
1: So we, do you ever think about what you think about? Yeah. We've got to be think as believers. We've got to be thinking about what we think about because. This is the battleground. You think of Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind. She's so right on. This is the battleground.
0: This is. But all that is just the first step. After that, they have to come back. They have to come back. They have to be persistent. They have to be consistent. They have, they have to come back and realizing that, you know, sometimes, sometimes we go back into what's, con- what's uh, uh, comfortable, uh, comfortable what's, what's familiar. You know, we, we it, sometimes my, in my own life, light went on, and then I go, I drift back to my own life. So it, that, all that, it's probably just the first step. Just the thinking is a first step. It's a
1: right? first step. And, and, and I, I wanna speak this, a setback often is a setup, just like in a stick shift car, mm-hmm. you go backwards before you go forward. I, you know, I'm gonna encourage people to really, if you're in a setback right now, let it be a setup to say, I'm not gonna do this anymore.
0: I'm done.
1: T- you know, I am going to move forward. You know, I love in Psalm 66, it says, I laid burdens on your back and I brought you through fire and water, but I brought you to a place of rich fulfillment. Now, He don't want to leave us in the fire and water. He doesn't want to leave us in the pain and in the difficulty, in the generational pattern or curse. He wants to get us through it, Yuri. To refine
0: you, to change, amen, amen, amen.
1: And you know, we don't do much growing. I'm going to even say my own life. Until there's enough pain, pain is the greatest motivator for change.
0: That is so true. You know, so, so if true. we
1: can keep that in mind, okay, I'm going to take this pain and I'm going to make it work for me, not against me. Do you agree there?
0: Amen. I so agree with that. I'm just my my mind right now is going ten thousand thoughts per second because I agree with you, and I, I want people to know that. I want. Here's what I struggle with as a pastor, and a lot of times people come to me and say, "Pastor, pray for me." And I want to be healed instantly. And sometimes they don't realize that sin that's in their life. It's been going on for 40 years, for 20 years, for 10 years. I know that God can heal you instantly. I believe in miracle. I had a friend who was like that. I've struggled with pornography and my friend did, did, did so too. And I remember when I was like, you know, I'm going to go talk to him. And, uh, and when we sit down he's like, no, I don't struggle anymore. God took that away from me. And I'm like, Ooh, okay, next one. I'm gonna go. With somebody to talk to who understands me, you know. But but how do we tell people that it takes time? The consequences might be there. You might want to forget, forgive, and this and that. But but conse- you you have to come back to it. And uh, my life was the one who started a good work, in you will finish it until Christ come back. So some things, some things you might be struggling with, or maybe wanting to go back for your whole life. as a reminder sometimes that you don't want to be there.
1: You know, you're talking, I'm thinking, have you ever heard that saying that the world's into microwaving, but God's into marinating?
0: Amen. Absolutely. (laughs) You
1: know, He wants to do a deep work in us. So the question is, will we allow Him? You know, I love in Psalm 139, it says, you know, I know when you sit, I know when you stand, I know your thoughts from afar. And it goes on to say, and I ordained your days before the foundations of the world. But then it goes on to say, search me, O Lord. I remember like 10 years ago, I was just mad at my husband for something. And I remember God led me to that verse. And I thought, it doesn't say search my husband. It says search me. (laughs) Okay, Father, what needs to change in me? so i can be the wife you're calling me to be oh
0: i've had the same thing happen and and to me and my wife victoria i mean the the, the moment that i wanted to change her god was reminding me my faults and the mo- moment she wanted to change me god god was re- reminding her her faults and say work on yourselves and that's what will reunite unite us
1: isn't it easier to point to somebody else that if they change then then i'll be healed Oh, no, 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 no. It starts with you. That's it. You can live life in peace and freedom even if there's some chaos going on around you. You can learn to, right?
0: Amen, amen. So let me ask you this. I've also battled with, uh, with this. A lot of people come to me and say, you know what? I' I'm, I've I'm, I'm just I just failed failed over and over and over and over and maybe the maybe they had a, a moment that light bulb came on maybe they had a moment I don't know that you know but how, wh- what would you tell those people that they've had enough failures and and they think that you know what I'm just at the end I think I'm going to be they're almost accepting failure Have, have you have you dealt with that? Yeah
1: you know bottom line, they're gonna have to. I don't know about you, but there's something about accountability. Mm. Having one person that you can call. If it's in the evening, that, that you're, you know, I, I wanna go back to that stinking thinking. I wanna go back to those old ways, and that person's gonna go, no, you're not. Does that make sense? Absolutely. If, if you can have one person to keep you accountable, is I would recommend that to that person, that individual that you're talking about here. Yeah.
0: Uh, what I wanted to say to that is the moment that that came into my life and I just felt like total loser because at the age of 12, I started smoking at the age of 13. I was sexually abused at the age of uh, 13. I started drinking and then drugs came in then, and then anger came in, started stealing. My dad grabbed me by the shoulders. He said, you were the most evil kid out of all five. <laughs> but I but I turned back to God when I was 16. So I was the first one to kind of ran after God. But when we were married and I kind of, and I felt, and I've, I was at that moment that I was like, I'm a failure. I'm just, I'm, I will never recover. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling with all my past. Those things come back to me. They haunt me. They, I think upon, you know, things, certain, uh, you know, when, when you drive in a car and, and something familiar and, and, and then those thoughts come back. I, st- I did this. I came to my wife and I confessed to her. And first she didn't like it. Mm. But then after a while, little by little, that became my accountability. I confess to her all the time, and I don't want to, and now she, she, she learned how to, how to support me in that, and help me and pray over me. And so, so you're right on that.
1: So I'm hearing you say there's something about accountability and transparency. Absolutely. You can, have, you can be accountable something but to someone, but if you're not gonna be transparent and being honest, they can't really help you, just like with a counselor. You've gotta come in and want to make changes else it really is a waste of money, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you how do you respond to failure? All right, here I am. I just failed. What would you tell people? All right, I'm right smack in the middle of Valley. I went back into into everything I knew. What would you tell those people right now?
1: I would tell them once again, a setback can be a setup to move forward. If you're at that point, you know, and I remember in my own life, in, you know, when I had that eating disorder, that I was on my facing. I can't do this alone. I, and if you reach out to God, He is gonna wanna help you. You know, you brought up the verse in Philippians 1, 6, He's the one that Who's will starting? continue, continue to do a good work in you until the day you meet Him face to face reach out you know I, I love the verse in jeremiah 33 3 call on me and i'll tell you great and mighty things you do not know so we can go to the phone or we can go to the throne and we can say you need to give me strategies lord to change me from the inside out in these areas that i can't i i just can't do it on my own
0: it's only in him it's only in him you can find some just a little bit of, of healing here and there because of certain things in life. And I ran after those things. I, I ran after money, I ran after businesses, I ran, and everything, I, you know, my, my analogy, it's like, a, everything is like a new car. It smells only and new for two weeks. After that, it's, it's just a car. I want to read this as we close. And, and uh, it says in, in 1 Peter chapter, chapter 2, verse 22, it says, He personally, Jesus personally carried our sins in His body. So He took that. He took that. When you, and, and, and I'm going to pause you for a second. And when, when you get to this moment of realizing and light going on, I think that's the moment that you have to give to Him. He took it. He took the pain. He took the failure. He took every single thing in His body. He carried your sins and the sins that you might even going to commit because the one who started the good work in you will finish it until Christ come back on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right by his wounds we were healed again it's going back and being transparent being vulnerable being just lord I don't want to live in this failure is a setup pain is a reminder and I want it to continue now as we close what would you, t- first of all, I want you to tell people. How can they find you? It's valeriepeterson.org. Yes. Right? That's very easy. Yes. It's amazing name. It's so flowing. Not like mine, Yuri Myba. It's like, <laughs> what? How do I spell? Valeriepeterson.org. That's very easy. And and uh, you have all the resources there. Why, why don't you t- tell everybody? Yeah.
1: You know, I'm a therapist with Destin Counseling Center. So the phone number's there, um, just information about me. There's some booklets on marriage, on parenting. You can click on you know, to pay a cent and you can, um, just read some of the things I have on my website.
0: Amen. Yeah. If you are ready to start a process of healing, then God is calling you to confess your sins before him and before others. Counseling is a, is a confession is also confession yeah. so i just want i want to say thank you for coming here i want to say thank you so much for being transparent for being open for uh not even hiding your own failures to people because i think in transparency that's that's where we can truly uh, find healing when we continue in that
1: i agree i agree it's been an honor and a privilege to be here with you once again thank you <laughs> yes
0: yes and we will see you on the next podcast bye bye